We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. Good morning. Dance is a powerful channel of expression that conveys emotion, ideas, and stories reaching beyond words to communicate and inspire. In a few minutes, we'll get a preview of Take a Leap 2023, celebrating Black History Month through dance at the Gordon Center. First, we'll learn about one of the most famous dancers you've likely never heard of. Here to tell us about him is Brene Ali. Along with the Baltimore Jazz Collective, she'll be celebrating the 102nd birthday of Baltimore native and legendary tap master Baby Lawrence at the Creative Alliance on Friday, February 24th. Ali is an interdisciplinary artist and has led or collaborated with arts organizations in Flint, Michigan, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and New York City. She's performed on Broadway and off-Broadway. She's currently a lecturer at Johns Hopkins Peabody Conservatory and a member of the Baltimore Jazz Collective as a vocalist and tap dancer. Welcome to On the Record, Brene. Thank you. I'm such a pleasure to be here today. It's a pleasure to have you. Tell us who Baby Lawrence is. Baby Lawrence is arguably one of, if not the greatest tap dancer to have ever lived. Um, He is a Baltimore native. He was born February 24th or 23rd. it's, It's up for debate. Um, since I've been doing my research in, in 1921, and um, he passed April 2nd, um, 1974. So within that span of his life, he accomplished a lot of things that most people would have ever dreamed of, starting at like the early age of 11 or 12 years old, um, traveling with Don Redmond's um, McKinney's Cotton Picking Singers and then, you know, dancing and performing on the famous Pennsylvania Avenue, becoming good friends with Charlie Parker, sharing the bill with Duke Ellington, and then becoming the first tap dancer to as, as to become a band leader and record an album called The Dance Master. And I could go on and on and on about the amazingness of this individual, but um, seriously, he he set the bar and set a tone within um, our culture. And I was always advocating for this dance to be incorporated as a part of the music and for people to understand that it's more than just about entertainment. Well, I am slack-jawed hearing about all this. It's phenomenal. Why is it we don't know more about him, most of us, in the 21st century? So I, I think that the uh, reason why most people don't know about him is because he didn't live that long. I mean, he died at the age of 53, and um, he had several you know, appearances on television. One of them was on Hollywood Bowl with Sammy Davis Jr. And, um, you know, he also struggled with drug addiction. So being in and out of prison, you know, having the social crisis that would come up and, you know, and and kind of prevent him from having more visibility or being, you know, more in the forefront or celebrated. 
um, I, in my, my personal analysis, I think kind of stunted the opportunities for more people to really know, know his story and to um, embrace the great, the great things that he did. And uh, tap dance history, you know, getting into the, the psychology and even just the, the aesthetic of the dance form, in my opinion, uh, a lot of people in America are still not quite clear on what that means to American culture and how it still is relevant today. You hear a lot of folks say, oh, tap dancing, that's such a, a dying art form, but it has not died. It actually has continued to mold itself into multiple lanes because it's an interdisciplinary art form. So you may see it on a stage, on a musical theater show, but then you may also hear it in the jazz club, um, you know, with a music, with a tap dancer being a part of this. That that kind of trajectory of the art and the dance itself has created a lot of, in my opinion, identity crisis, which I think most Americans can identify with. And uh, for someone such as Baby Lawrence, I believe he was on a mission to demystify the information and to uh, innovate the art form and to transcend it to another level. This is On the Record on WIPR. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with Brene Ali, vocalist, tap dancer, Peabody Conservatory lecturer, and member of the Baltimore Jazz Collective. The collective will present the Baby Lawrence Project, Baby's 102nd Birthday Celebration, on Friday, February 24th at the Creative Alliance at 8 p.m. Let's listen to a clip of Baby Lawrence from a live performance in 1973 at the Berlin Jazz Festival. He's performing with Duke Ellington and his orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the tap dancing that I'm about to do is in the vein not to watch, but to listen to as I call it, jazz tap percussion. And I'm sure after you witness this performance, you'll agree with me that tap dancing is percussion to a little blues from the Charlie Parker era. visitors expect at the Creative Alliance performance? They can expect to learn a little bit deeper about him um, as I am working out some new ideas and reimagining of his music. They can expect to be entertained. They can um, expect to participate in some way. I love to you know, create formats where the audience is is, uh, involved. And uh, it will be a variety. Um, the Peabody Dance Ensemble will be a part of it. Uh, Easy Jackson will be hosting and, and emceeing. And there will be a mix of, of cultures. When I say cultures, from jazz to hip hop 
all those things will be a part of the sauce that we will be adding where we have a little bit of the past, the present, and future all happening at once. Tell us, tell us who makes up the Baltimore Jazz Collective. The Baltimore Jazz Collective um, is Sean Jones on trumpet, um, Todd Marcus on bass clarinet, Chris Fun on bass, Eric Kennedy on the drums, um, Alex Brown on piano, and then myself on vocals and tap. And you mentioned that Easy Jackson will be MC. I think. Also vocals, right? Who who else? Yes. Who, who, what other guests? Wendell Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will be, you know, bringing turntables and sound effects to the space. Yeah. What drew you to telling more of his story? Um, I moved here to Baltimore five years ago, um, you know, with the excitement of just being in this city. I know you know, some of the greatest entertainers come from this city, um, you know, such as Billie Holiday. And then of course, because Baby Lawrence being one of my favorite tap dancers, um, Baby Lawrence, another tap dancer, Buddy uh, Buster Brown, you know, these James Buster Brown being from here. So just like the legacy of this community and the type of impact that jazz culture being, you know, nurtured right here, UB Blake. Um, it just excited me. And so I found it very interesting that when I would be at jam sessions or in performance, tap dancing with a band, like a certain generation will come towards me like an elder, you know, and say, hey, you you know about Baby Lawrence? And so, you know, I would say, yeah. And so then I became curious to know, well, who else remembers him because there, uh, to from what I've seen, there's not a whole lot of people really preserving the art of tap dance in this community, which I think is bizarre. But that would be the case, and so um, I actually I, I I wanted to to try and you know do some digging and find out if there are any any archives or information or stories about this man. So in the tap community for us. He's kind of like an urban myth where, you know, you just you hear about him and there's two, do- there's one documentary that's been um, done about him in the 80s. And and then that's about it. There's like little writings here and there. So, um, yeah, that kind of like li- it prompted me living here, being in the place where he was born to want to really connect. Brene, thank you for putting Baby Lawrence on the record. Thanks. You're welcome. Brene Ali vocalist, tap dancer, Peabody Conservatory lecturer, and member of the Baltimore Jazz Collective. We've been talking about the Baby Lawrence Project, Baby's 102nd birthday celebration, happening at the Creative Alliance on Friday, February 24th at 8 p.m. with other special guests. We have more information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Short break now on the record. When we're back, we get a preview of the Gordon Center series, Take a Leap 2023, celebrating Black History Month through dance. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. I'm Al Waller. 
I'm Katherine Collinson. And I'm Mihaela Vince. In upcoming episodes of Clear Path, Your Roadmap for Life, we'll discuss ways to catch up on retirement savings and the importance of self-care. Tune in to WYPR's website and mobile app, all major podcast platforms, and transamericainstitute.org. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking today about the magical qualities of dance, how it tells stories and communicates emotions. We just heard about a special tribute to Baby Lawrence, a Baltimore-born band leader and tap master who made his mark on the genre in the 20th century. Now we'll hear about a host of contemporary dancers who will take the stage throughout February as part of Take a Leap 2023, celebrating Black History Month through dance at the Gordon Center at the Owings Mills Jewish Community Center. Sarah Chalval is Chief Arts Officer and oversees the Center for Arts and Culture at the JCC. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sheila, for having me. And also with us is Camille Winkway, Executive Director of the Baltimore Black Dance Collective, their partner in creating the month of programming. Welcome, Camille. Hello. Thank you for having me. Sarah, this is the 10th year of the Take a Leap Dance series. How is this year different? Well, um, first of all, we're focusing on the history and culture of Black dance, and we're celebrating it. Um, Every year, the Gordon Center has um, invited a renowned dance company to come and perform on the Gordon stage. And over the last few years, we've really focused on um, uh, minority dance companies and um, companies that ha- were founded by um, uh, Black and Indigenous people of co- co- color for the most part. And part of that is because we have a partnership with Baltimore County Public Schools. And so every year, um, schools that have dance programs in Baltimore County come for a field trip at the Gordon Center and um, they have what's called like a lecture demonstration or like a mini performance and then a Q&A. And for me, when I started at the Gordon Center, it was really important for me that the students saw examples of themselves on stage. And so it was I, I was a dancer also. And and um, and I wanted them to see that there are, that you could be a dancer, you could be a performing artist, no matter what you look like, what your body type is. Um, and so we wanted that modeled on the stage. Camille, how did this partnership come about with the Gordon Center? Well, as Sarah mentioned, um, the connection with uh, Baltimore County Public Schools um, is one that I am um, deeply connected to with Sonia Sinkowski, having danced with her before in a uh, Baltimore-based contemporary dance company. We've had a lot of um, shared conversations about where we would like to see the direction of dance go in Baltimore. Um, And she connected me to Sarah and had this wonderful idea of us partnering and collaborating on this month-long celebration and dance. And let me loop back briefly. What is the Baltimore Black Dance Collective? Sure. The Baltimore Black Dance Collective is an arts advocacy organization at heart. Um, We are a collective of dance educators, um, freelance artists, choreographers who've had a year's worth of uh, experience in the field. And we noticed that there was a lack of diversity within the arts and culture here in Baltimore, more specifically within the dance field here. Um, And we wanted to make sure that 
the very students that we are teaching and um, training have an understanding of where they can go with their art. And they haven't been seeing so much of that reflected within the landscape here. So we decided to uh, come together as a collective and create this organization to provide visibility, um, equity within the dance field here, and support for emerging and seasoned professionals um, who are uh, Black dancers. Sarah, two weeks from tomorrow, February 16th, there is a showcase called Celebration, Uplifting and Honoring the Culture and History of Black Dance. Tell us who is part of that showcase. What what will visitors experience? Um, so visitors will see um, a range of companies, schools, and studios that are located or coming from uh, Baltimore City and Baltimore County. I think Camille can answer better and more specifically. We sent out a call um, to a number of dance partners locally. And, and what we said in the call is that um, this particular showcase will focus on the history and legacy of Black dance. So there are styles and genres that are represented on stage that might not have been represented um, historically in our showcase. So we've had local showcases over the past nine years that um, were of a variety of different dance companies. But like Camille mentioned, this has always existed in dance. There has been uh, sort of racism and white supremacy throughout dance historically in America, at least on stage. But that doesn't mean that there weren't um, Black dancers dancing in church and in community and all over, but not recognized, not um, honored and celebrated. And so part of what this um, showcase is going to do is have things like lyrical dance, which Camille can talk a little bit more about, and other styles and genres that maybe don't have the same kind of like, um, uh, are not should be viewed that they are um, technically difficult and um, artistically compelling and dynamic. And 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 so um, that's what this showcase is celebrating. That's Sarah Shalva, Chief Arts Officer at the Owings Mills JCC, here on The Record on WIPR. I'm Sheila Cast. Also with us is Camille Winkway, Executive Director of the Baltimore Black Dance Collective. We're talking about their collaboration Take a Leap 2023, celebrating Black History Month through dance, happening throughout February at the Gordon Center. Camille, several different companies are performing as part of the series. Tell us who they are and and tell us more about what types of dance. Sure. Um, Sarah was wonderful in reaching out to many um, well-known and maybe not so well-known um, companies to to perform throughout this uh, month-long celebration. Some of these well-known companies that we have coming are Soul Defined, which are a, a DC-based company that infuses rhythm, percussive movement, tapping within their artistry. They're coming in um, on February the 8th. That's then next we have, Wednesday, right? Yes, yes, next Wednesday. And then um, coming from there, we have our celebration, our local celebration, which is going to feature companies like Dance Baltimore um, and Full Circle Dance Company, who have been in existence within Baltimore for the past 20 plus years. We also have VT Dance, 
um, performing within uh, this showcase, as well as um, Baltimore Dance Tech. Um, Stephanie Powell, who is the director of that dance company, was also been in existence for well over 20 years. So we have some rooted companies who have been rooted in Baltimore's dance scene for decades. And then later on in the month, we have Hiplay coming out on um, February the 20, uh, 28th. And they're a company that is really well known. They've been able to infuse classical ballet with uh, African, Latin, hip hop, and urban dance styles to really give you a, a view of how ballet is so diverse and can be diverse. So this month long celebration is really going to highlight the various companies that we have and don't really know too much about and the styles and artistry that they come with. Sheila, if I might just add one thing, and that is that um, I think fundamentally Camille and I agree that art is activism and that like when you curate um, and make choices about who comes on your stage, you do so from a place of understanding that um, being on stage amplifies and, 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 um, create space for um, different types of people, you know, dance is a form of voice, you know, like it's a, it's a way of communicating with whatever audience is there. It is transformative and powerful. And we're just excited about this partnership and about this opportunity. I can see why. And Camille, young performers take part in the series through, through performances and workshops. Talk about what they get from participating. Yes, so um, with our collaboration with um, Baltimore County Public School Systems, they are going to have um, a private uh, master classes with some of these uh, wonderful companies like Soul Defined. Um, and then also we have our youth performers who are locally um, from Baltimore County and Baltimore City um, from our local dance studios as well as from BCPS um, dance departments. And they're going to be showing a range of um, their artistry from hip hop to ballet to lyrical, as Sarah mentioned earlier, just um, a wide range of genres that we don't commonly get to see on stage. Um, some of these choreographies, uh, choreographers are student-based choreographers, um, not just the teachers, but we're gonna be seeing choreography coming directly from the youth, um, things that they have created and are going to be putting on stage. So it gives them an opportunity to connect um, what they've been doing in their classrooms to what it could potentially be when it goes to stage. And being in a space with other professional dance artists, it really allows for you to see um, representation, artists who look like you, who've gone on and, and are touring the world like Hip Lay, like Soul Defined, um, and being able to see those artists um, being reflected on stage while you too will be performing on that same stage is really a joy for us. It really is something that we wanna use at a, as a motivation to promote arts and culture within the Baltimore city and county areas so that we can continue to grow our arts ecosystem here. Sarah, what do you hope visitors come away with after attending a t Take Elite performances? I hope they come away with a new appreciation for the history and legacy of Black dance. I hope they come away with um, an appreciation for the Gordon Center as a premier community theater. 
um, I hope they come away with their hearts and minds filled with um, joy and inspiration. And I hope they come back. And Camille, what what is your takeaway wish? I hope that we can inspire the next generation of artists to really see that art exists all around them, that Baltimore is really a hub for arts and culture. And the Gordon Center, again, is a premier place for arts and culture to be had, to be shared, to be seen, and that their art, too, can be appreciated here in their hometown. It does sound inspiring. I'm grateful to you for telling us about it. Thank you both. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Camille Winkway is executive director of Baltimore Black Dance Collective. Sarah Shalva is chief arts officer at the Owings Mills Jewish Community Center. The two organizations are partnering for Take a Leap 2023, celebrating Black History Month through dance with performances throughout the month of February. We have links to more information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. I'm Sheila Cass. Glad you're with us on the record. Come back tomorrow. <laughs>